0: Section 25 of the Oracles of Nostradamus. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Republic 1848 and Napoleon III. Section 25. Century 9, Quatrain 5. 1 261 doit du pied au premier semblera à un nouveau monarque de bas haut qui pise et luc tirant occupera du précédent corriger le défaut translation the third shall be a stepping-stone to the throne to a new monarch from low position to the top he will, as tyrant, have taken a military post in Tuscany, and will seek to correct the defects of his predecessor. Notes on the translation. Tiers pour le tiers-état, the third order now claiming to govern itself. The third estate will serve as a toe of the foot to the first rank, a stepping stone to place de bas haut for de bas en haut, elevated from a low to a higher and conspicuous position. Luca and Pisa stand for all Tuscany, where, in 1831, Louis-Napoleon and Charles Bonaparte, his elder brother, had, with one cannon, served by himself and a few Italian partisans, possessed himself of Civita Castellana, in the pontifical states the national assembly of eighteen forty eight shall serve as a foot to louis napoleon to step from private life into a conspicuous position he had in his youth been concerned in the revolution of tuscany and purposed correcting the defect of his predecessor this might mean that he purposed to guide france better than louis philippe had done or than in four years the republic had done or, which is most probable from his Idée Napoléonienne, to carry to completion the policy of his uncle, Napoleon I. I cannot think it refers to Napoleon II, Duc de Reichstadt. The entire application of the quatrain is neither very clear nor very important. The quatrain on Cavagnac, I think, is hardly made out satisfactorily, so I omit it. Century eight Quatrain 43. One two sixty-five. Par le décide de deux choses bastards, neveu du sang occupera le règne. Dedans, lecteur seront des coups de dard. Neveu, par peur, pliera l'enseigne. Translation: By the fall or ruin of two bastard things, the nephew by blood will occupy the empire. In lecteur there will be deaths by arrow the nephew will fold up his standard for very fear notes on the translation latin decidium a word not of classical usage signifying ruin or fall romance sans his family latin regnum empire lecteur is a town in france in the department of gers Garancière adopts the variant lectur which he says is a town in gascony the word occurs again centuries seven twelve and there he says it is a city of guyenne Lectora was the latin name it was a place of great strength and picturesque but unless we can find it to be an anagram there is nothing to connect the town in any way with the fortunes of louis napoleon by the overthrow of louis philippe and the republic two bastard governments louis napoleon will now succeed to the throne a nephew by blood of napoleon bonaparte and what is not generally known he was the only one of the bonaparte family born in the palace of the Gillerie. in battle afterwards a coup de d'art must be taken simply as battle the nephew will furl his standard through fear Writing in 1866, Monsieur Le Peltier particularly remarks that the epoch is left undetermined, and as to the enigma of lecteur, nothing can be known till the event has transpired. It may then be interpreted, he thinks, in some of the idioms known to Nostradamus—Greek, Hebrew, Latin, Celtic, Languedoc, etc. He considers the standard to present a further enigma, and asks, what standard? this difficulty i do not quite recognize the imperial standard that is adopted by him whatever it may be to furl a standard is to close and shut it up so that no one will rally to it any more it symbolizes that the cause it represents is brought to the ground finally and that it is no longer flying as to the word lecteur we now know that if it is to be interpreted at all it will have to be found in connection with sedan the noblest reminiscence connected with which is that it was the birthplace of that great soldier and greater man marshal Turin. he may well be called la gloire de sedan whilst as appropriately may napoleon the little be designated as sedan de la gloire with that furled ensign Qu'il par peur pliera. Note: the word pliera is of course only an archaic transposition of pliera. The line here can in no way be made to scan, being two syllables or one whole foot short. I would suggest it be read nepve du par peur pliera l'enseigne. After much difficulty in searching, I have at last come upon two old maps, printed at Amsterdam by Bleu, the one dated 1620 and the other 1650, styled Les Souveranités de Sedan. In both of these, the embattled town of Sedan is given as seated on the right bank of the river Meuse, whilst on the left bank is shown an extensive territory named Grand Torcy and Petit Torcy. In another map it is given as Torcy. These maps give no indication of the points of the compass, but from another map indicating them, the river bend on which the town is seated appears to run from east to west, and if so, Torcy lies south or southwest of Sedan. In a more modern map it appears as Le Grand Torcy, and is described as lying sur la route imperiale de Mezières à Sedan, Evidently, therefore, we are entitled to place Le Torcy at Sedan. The French must determine for themselves by their military bureau whether the French camp was pitched in the meadows of Le Torcy, but nothing can alter the great fact as now for the first time made plain that the nephew du Saint furled his standard forever at Sedan or Le Cteur, as the oracle gives it. Now Le Cteur is the precise anagram, letter for letter, of Le Torcy though the commoner spelling is without the second e le torsi if we are to reckon this as being a chance coincidence my only further comment will be that such chance as this is quite as miraculous as any miracle in the world could be as regards the words neveu du saint there was a caricature very popular in france at the time of the candidature for the french presidency consisting of two pictures in one, the prince de Joinville was commending himself to the French people for election, having the young comte de Paris by the hand, and saying, I am the uncle of my nephew. On the other side, Louis-Napoleon presses his suit by pointing to a statuette of Napoleon Bonaparte, and uttering the words, I am the nephew of my uncle, showing how characteristically neveu sang" designates Prince Louis-Napoleon. He may almost be said to have chosen it himself as a cognomen. Century eight, quatrain forty four, one two sixty seven. Le procreer naturel dominion de sept à neuf du chemin destourné, a roi de longue amie et haut oh moyen, doit en avoir fort de peau prosterné. Notes. Ogmion has been explained already to be the symbol of the French Republic. Ami-o, instead of ami-e-o in the third line. Mayon, Le Peltier says, is demi-homme, a man of low birth and roi de longue egal de vieille race. I prefer to read de longue vie and understand the king of Prussia, and my homme I take to be the bivalve man, or Bismarck. I propose here to make the meaning as clear as I can without a translation. Napoleon III, le procrier, the natural offspring of the French Republic, Ogmion, will turn from the right road for seven or nine years before his fall. Le Pelletier interprets this otherwise. He says that the war in italy began in the seventh year of the empire eighteen sixty nine and from that date throughout the nine following years he changed his policy i think the line means that from seven to nine years before the end of his reign he changed his policy that is to say from seven years previous to the close of his reign when charles august louis duke de morny died i e in eighteen sixty five and even for two years previously to that, things took a different turn. de Morny no longer exercised active control, and his was the head that had guided all along when he died. All ran to destruction. The roi de Longue and his friend Mayhomme le Peltier states to be Victor Emmanuel and Garibaldi, one of the long race and one of low birth. The tallow smelter, I think it is Frederick William de Longueville and Bismarck the bivalve man, which it becomes, if we read it, as my homme. I have a great idea that a Navarre is a misprint for le nepefeu. Whether fort de Pau may mean with his health reestablished established by staying at pau or not, I cannot say. But anyhow, I think that the last two lines are to be read together, and that he is to prostrate himself to the king and his friend. Louis-Napoleon's whole reign must be represented as a failure, if you read it with Le Pelletier. Mine makes it a failure during the last seven to nine years. My king and friend bring about the catastrophe far below the date that his will do. My emendation to Le nephew certainly clarifies the meaning. The explanation of Poe is not quite so comprehensible as I could wish. Had Ham been a variant, it would have spoken for itself. The Quatrain 53 of Century 8, which I have already explained as the flotilla of Napoleon Bonaparte, M. Le Peltier fixes as the ludicrous Boulogne expedition of Louis-Napoleon, and the Italian campaign after he became emperor, but I think he entirely fails in reading the symbols. Century 5, Quatrain 8, 1-70 Sera laissé feu vif, mort caché, dedans les <inaudible> globes, horrible espouvantable de nuit à classe cité en poudre lâchée la cité à feu l'ennemi favorable translation live fire hidden death shall be left in bombs a horrible and frightful thing by a band at night the city shall be fired with powder the city seems on fire it helps though intended to destroy notes on the translation the Latin word classis is a band. A class is by a band. It might be better here to render class as crash, a Greek word, briseur. De nuit la classe, a crash by night. Fulminating mercury, fervif in bombs, in terrible explosion, contains death hidden. The city, Paris, will be startled with powder liberated, laché or loosed, by assassins at night. The city will seem on fire, but the enemy, in spite of himself, will prove favorable to Napoleon. This, of course, is Orsini's attempt of January 14, 1858. The next verse follows up the thread. Century 5, Quatrain 9. One to seventy-one. Jusqu'au fond, la grande Arc démolue par chef captif, l'ami anticipé. Naîtra de dame front face chevelue, l'or par astuce, duc à mort attrapé Notes. Latin for arca, chest, or dam. Latin demolitus, demolished. Latin Anticaptus, Seized Beforehand, Latin, Dux, or Leader. Translation When the peristyle is thoroughly demolished by the chief prisoner, the friend being taken before, a plot born of the woman, long beard and hairy face, then by cunning the leader caught will be executed. The peristyle, La Grande Arc, of the opera, shall be completely shattered. Pieri, the friend of Orsini, the chief captive, is seized beforehand by Hébert, head of the detective service who recognized him in the crowd. The plot was conceived in the secret lodges of the Demagogy, de Dames, whose members wear the beard and long hair. Orsini, the leader of the whole, will be surprised astutely by the confessions of Gomez at the restaurant Broghi, whither he had fled and being taken will be sentenced to death i do not feel very confident as to this interpretation but give it much as i find it in m Peltier. century five quatrain ten one two seventy two un chef celtique dans le conflit blessé auprès de caves voyant sien mort abattre de sang et plaie et d'ennemis pressés et secours Par Inconnu de quatre. Translation: The Celtic chief is wounded in the strife, seeing death strike down his friends near the theatre, surrounded with blood and wounds, and pressed by enemies, he escapes the four assassins by unknown aid. Notes: Latin unus, the first; Latin cavea, theatre; Romance incognus, unknown; the four. Were Ossini, Pieri, De Rudio, and Gomez. The Emperor, slightly struck in the eye by a fragment of glass, shall see his people strewn in death about the entrance of the Grand Opera. Pressed by the conspirators, four in number, he will receive unknown help, whether of angels or pure spirits. Monsieur le Peltier cannot quite say. We now know that he had still to see Sedan. But it would be curious if pure spirits had interested themselves greatly to protect the cold-blooded murderer of the Champ de Mars and Coup d'etat. Century six, quatrain four, one two seventy three. Le second chef du règne Danemark, par ceux de Frise et l'île Britannique, fera dépendre plus de cent mille marques, vingt exploités voyage en Italie. The second of the Napoleonic grace in power will cause England and Hanover to expend a 100,000 marks in fortifications and war material. Fearing invasion after the Orsini effort, he will then exploit the Italian campaign, though vainly, as he will not reap the results he looks for. This corresponds so clearly with what happened that probably most will agree that it is a very remarkable forecast. Century three. Quatrain thirty-seven, one two seventy-four. Avant l'assaut, l'oraison prononcé. Bilan, prince d'aigle, par embûche dessus. Muraille antique, par canon enfoncé. Par feu et sang, à merci, peu reçu. Translation. Before assault, a harangue is pronounced. Lombardy is taken by the eagle, being cut off by ambuscade. An ancient wall driven in by cannon, fire and blood, but little mercy shown. Notes on the translation for century six. Fries is Hanover, the Latin word dependere to weigh out or spend. Monsieur Le Pelletier calculates that the golden mark was equal to 250 grams or 100,000 marks or 10 million francs. From century three, Latin, oratio, harangued, Romance, prince or pri is taken, Latin, decisus, to cut off. Before the declaration of war, the emperor will pronounce, January 1st, 1859, in the presence of the diplomatic corps, a threatening discourse against Austria lombardy milan part for the whole will be ceded by austria at the treaty of zurich october seventeenth eighteen fifty nine austria an old wall will yield to cannon fire and blood century five quatrain twenty one two seventy five de là les alpes grande armée passera un peu devant naîtra monstre vapin. Prodigieux et subit, tournera le grand Toscan à son lieu plus propin. Translation A great army will pass beyond the Alps. A little before a prodigious scamp will come to power, he will drive the Grand Duke of Tuscany to his nearer home with astounding suddenness. Notes on the translation. De la for au delà, Italian, vapa or scamp. Il tournera, for il fera tourner, Latin propinque, at hand or near, and Latin subito, suddenly. In 1859, Napoleon III's army will pass the Alps. A little before, a prominent scamp will have come to the front, who will suddenly, and in a most startling fashion, drive the Grand Duke of Tuscany to seek refuge in Austria, son lieu le plus propin. We have to note here that Nostradamus, whenever he emerges from the impassibility of the secret étude, it is to exhibit a profound hostility to the genius of democracy and revolution. There is therefore little doubt but that the powerful epithet here employed of the monstre vapin relates to the red-shirted Garibaldi. We have now reached the point which covers the last of the oracles of Nostradamus, that commentary has yet been able to lay before the world with its meaning rendered transparent by the correspondence of interpretation with an event in history. The number of such correlations of occurrence with forecast falls immensely short of the number of the quatrains themselves, in fact only about 151 out of a thousand. The rest give no scintillation as yet, but lie without sign of existence traceable, dead as a flint, till the iron stroke of time's heel shall develop the spark. Latiat cintilula forsan. One or two presages and two or three sixains have been also resolved. Enough, we trust, has been opened up to show what a treasure house it is that we have entered into, how rich in curiosity, if in nothing more what may still lie perdu in the bulky remainder of eight hundred and fifty it is impossible to say whether though unidentified they have been realized already or are yet to bud in the future if nothing more be ever done with nostradamus than this book gives still the work must for one reason or other hereafter stand out as the most wonderful book of its kind that was ever written or printed in this world it has now to go forth and take its chance good or evil, of notice, or of neglect, amongst the mass of printed matter largely rubbish that deluges our life. It is certainly calculated, so far as it can secure any attention whatever, to severely shock the prejudices now prevalent amongst mankind. The half-educated will find it troublesome to read, and disturbing perhaps to think about, whilst the scientific may even denounce it as a locust cloud of darkness medieval in its tendency. Undoubtedly, it must have the effect that Nostradamus, in his preface to his son, see page 50, says very graphically it will have, que possible fera retirer le front à quelques-uns. Although, as he says again, the forecasts may be clouded, they will be understood by men of sense, and they will grow clearer as ignorance dies out see page fifty four which should be our care now to all objectors i rejoin gentlemen investigate please all the points in question as searchingly as you can find every fault in my work and in that of the other nostradamic commentators that you can expose all that is weak or elusive wherever you find it to be so let us see, then, how far all the learning and acuteness you can bring to bear, coupled with whatever established prejudice and its rancour at being disturbed in comfortable somnolency, can suggest to overthrow what other men heretofore, and I now, have taken so much pains to bring together and give shape to. Consciously I have not set down a single word with any other desire than that the truth should prevail, and if your criticism can establish the opposite— I shall still repeat, let truth prevail. But I do not think you can do this, and if not, there is only one other thing open to the learned and the wise that can be done, that is, to rewrite their philosophies, so as to make room for the reception of this rather awkward piece of truth that has here got in the way of our old theories, and cannot be got out of the way again. To the really competent and candid reader, I have nothing whatever to add beyond begging him to refer back to the closing words of my preface, as to him they will be found to contain my whole and entire message. End of the twenty-fifth part of The Oracles of Nostradamus Read by Sandra